This is the beginning of an anti-woke podcast episode. Coming up soon, I will talk about this show being good and that show being bad. And the good show is the Matt Taibbi's show. And the bad show is the shows on the networks. But I don't think I make it clear, so just be aware. So I was watching Matt Taibbi Monday morning. He's got like a podcast thing going with uh, Katie Halper called Useful Idiots. And then on Monday morning, it's on YouTube. They got uh, Useful Idiots Monday morning. And morning is spelled like, you know, how you're sad when someone dies. And they go over the uh, Sunday shows, like Meet the Press. Basically, there's all, you know, every channel that has news has a Sunday morning show where politicians get on there. And I mean, you know, basically, this is Matt Taibbi's take on it. But politicians get on these shows and tell the lies that the people in power want the public to believe. And these news shows, you know, the, the, the interviewers, like, do not push back much. I mean, they still got Trump derangement syndrome and whatnot, but they don't push back even that much on Republicans. They just, whatever, just, hey, politician, come on and tell some lies. That makes the show sound worse than it is. But it's still a good show because you got Matt Taibbi going, <laughs> calling them out. Calling them out for being dumbasses. So, this episode today, they uh, they had some clips from Biden. I guess, you know, because it's Christmas and Biden is the president, he did some whatever. He did some talking. And one thing he did is he, he, he made a uh, statement to the... To all the military people telling them how wonderful they are. Except he's so old. He's so old. And he can, you know, you can just watch him. He's like reaching for the next word or reaching for the next sentence. And it's just like he almost can't get it. And he messes up all the time. And there's actually like a third person behind the scenes on this show. And so, uh, anyways, they're like when they're, when they're about to show you the clip of Biden, uh, they're like, what did our helper call it? And he called it... A stream of vaguely related words coming out of his mouth like muffin crumbs. Which I thought was pretty funny. Then they played this other clip where someone told Joe Biden, let's go Brandon. Uh, Hopefully you know already, but let's go Brandon means, sorry, you know, whatever. If you don't like cussing, stop now. But let's go Brandon is a euphemism for fuck Joe Biden. It's a meme. It came from a NASCAR event a while back. But I guess on Christmas Eve, like when is it Santa who goes around putting the presents down the uh, chimney? So on Christmas Eve, NORAD, I think it's called, you know, like the movie War Games was in NORAD. I think it's like a mountain in Colorado or something. But anyways, NORAD has, uh, like normally they just take care of nuclear missiles. They're just like sitting there waiting for the Russians to launch their nukes so that they can launch them in return. But I guess to make NORAD a little bit more... uh, what is it? North American Air Defense, I think. To make them seem a little bit more friendly, they do something on Christmas where they track, you know, I don't know. Okay, once again, if kids are listening, <laughs> don't let them listen. Stop. Stop right now. But anyway, Santa Claus is not real. And so NORAD has this fake thing where they track Santa Claus as he travels around the globe. And kind of how, like, the United States Post Office, like, you can just... You can write a letter that says to Santa Claus at the North Pole and put it in the mail and they will take it away and they won't return it to you like saying uh, there ain't no such person, right? Like 
I don't know what. I guess they got a land. They probably got a landfill or something. They got a landfill, or maybe they got a warehouse uh, full of those letters from kids. But so NORAD, you know, they track Santa Claus as he goes around the globe, and apparently they have some sort of phone number you can call to maybe get updates on where Santa Claus is. I'm not sure, but some guy uh, apparently every year he calls that phone number. It must be for his kids. Maybe puts it on speakerphone. I don't know. But uh, you just get a recorded message about Santa. But this year, Joe Biden and his wife got dressed up and, you know, had people film them. And they just, I guess they were, I don't know how many they answered. They just randomly were answering at least one uh, of these NORAD calls. And like, you know, you think you're calling in to get a recorded message. And then, boom, you're talking to Joe Biden. And so this guy, he's like a 35-year-old electrician from Oregon, which, if you know me in real life, that's kind of a funny thing. But anyway, so this guy, he's just, they're just doing pleasantries, you know, like, oh, Merry Christmas to you. And then, you know, Joe Biden is Merry Christmas back to you. And, oh, you got kids? Yeah, I got kids. Having a good Christmas? Yeah, having a great Christmas. And then, like, at the end of the phone call, this guy from Oregon, he's like, uh, all right, Merry Christmas, everyone, and let's go, Brandon. And Joe Biden replies, let's go, Brandon, everyone, yeah. Now, it's not clear. I mean, whatever. Uh, you know, Matt Taibbi and his co-host, Katie Halper, like, they're watching it, trying to see if Joe Biden understands. I mean, I think, long story short, like, his wife, you can see her kind of, she gives a little bit of a look when the guy says, let's go, Brandon. Like, she's heard of that. She's heard of that saying, which means fuck Joe Biden. But Joe Biden, uh... Whatever. I think he's never heard of it. You know, his he doesn't watch the news. You know, like Trump. I'll tell you what, Trump would have known. Trump used to be addicted to watching Fox News and like eating McDonald's, which maybe that's not the greatest thing. But at least he would know what the hell's going on in America. Like, you know, the stuff that I and you know. I think Joe Biden, he's so old and just whatever. People just people feed him the news. You know, he's got helpers. He's got helpers that feed him some news and... I think they never fed him the news that sweeping the nation was this thing about how they're, you know, everyone who wants to say fuck Joe Biden was saying let's go Brandon. So that was pretty funny. And as I've said before, I'm not a Trump supporter. And did I vote for Biden? Yeah, I think I voted for Biden. I mean, not exactly because I thought he'd be way better than Trump, but whatever. I was ready. I was ready to, you know, roll the dice on it. Sounded good to me. And then I was liking Biden there, I mean, for, for quite a bit. And then, like, apparently everyone got soured on Biden because of the Afghanistan withdrawal where, uh, you know, some Muslim suicide bombers killed, like, 11, uh, I don't know, Army people or some U.S. Army people. And then everyone else is, whatever, starting to hate Joe Biden and, uh, or whatever, his approval ratings went from, like, 55 to 45, which is... You know, that, those are the people who can change their mind. There's like about 40% on the left and the right who will never change their mind no matter what. So basically the people who could change their mind really started changing their mind. But it didn't bother me. I mean, 20-year war in Afghanistan, I don't care. I don't care if, I mean, you know, we've had lots of service members die there. The point is to get out, not like, oh, you know, these 11 matter. I mean, we probably had 1,000 people die there. So if 11 more have to die so that we all get out and then we don't have thousands more die, that was fine with me. 
And, you know, I guess the Taliban is going to make all the women be uh, barefoot and pregnant and not go to school and they're all going to starve. Well, I don't blame Joe Biden for any of that. All that stuff is, uh, that's the fault of George W. Bush. So basically getting out of, that. basically the last time that I really supported Joe Biden was when he got out of Afghanistan. That was the time when other people got mad, but I didn't get mad at all. But the thing that has been bugging me and making me not like Joe Biden, I mean, these, I don't know if this is important, whatever. I can, I can like and dislike whoever I want for any reason that I choose. But there's like a disconnect between what Joe Biden says and then what the White House puts out in press releases. Like on Kyle Rittenhouse, Joe Biden said, this is in person, he said, uh, you know, the jury decides. Whatever the jury decides, that's the correct answer which, in my opinion, that is the correct answer. And then right after that, the um, I think the White House put out, oh, whatever, you know, the jury, the jury, they don't know anything, They're, you know, America's racist, etc. And then, whatever, I mean, you know, basically, I don't know, I'll just mention one other thing, but, like, Joe Manchin, Biden is like, you know, if there's, there's this thing with Joe Manchin about the Build Back Better bill. If you didn't follow that, who cares? But basically, Joe Biden in person was like, yeah, he's a good guy. We're going to work together to get things done. And the press and then the White House put out a press release saying he's a liar. So exact examples don't matter, but basically what it is is that Biden in person actually has the right opinions on a lot of stuff, but I think it's cuz he's so old. He's so old and he's got a bunch of staffers who are woke as hell. They need to be fired in my opinion. And so he says the right thing in person and then, you know, later that day the White House put out puts out a press release that is just completely woke and, you know, they don't know it, but meant to divide America right down the middle, meant to attack their enemies, meant to uh, falsely accuse, you know, for instance, white people of being racist and whatever. I mean, just, just evil, evil stuff. And so that's kind of soured me on Joe Biden. Like, it's not really his fault, but he's just, he's too old and he's too out of touch to, to, to monitor what his White House is doing. So, I haven't been liking him that much since lately. Oh, and I should mention on the Let's Go Brandon thing, like the, you know, the lying ass media. I mean, the media, right? You can, they can be trusted exactly as far as you can throw uh, humongous organizations with thousands of woke people, which is, you can't, you can't throw them at all. It's not something you can even pick up. But Taibi was given a few examples of, like, the media's like, what? You can't say, fuck Joe Biden. That's terrible. You know, are you a... Whatever, you know. Whatever. They have Trump derangement syndrome. They're just like, you're such a terrible human being if you say that. And then Matt Taibbi was bringing up, like, examples of, you know, when Trump was in office, if someone said, fuck Donald Trump, the media was like, yeah, you did it. Someone needed to say it, and you finally said it. You're awesome. So anyway, just total hypocrisy. Uh, complete disregard for the truth about anything. You get the idea. He mentions a Virginia, um, I think it's just a state rep, but who flipped off Donald Trump, and she got elected. And the media was like, yay. And so, moving on to uh, Trump and vaccines. So Trump went on, he gave an interview to Candace Owens on her show the other day. Um, she's like a black female conservative. And he's like, I created these vaccines. These vaccines are awesome. I took the vaccines. And like Matt Taibbi is like, he brought up some examples. Like Trump has said this stuff before, but basically 
you know, the lion ass media, they're actually lying on both sides. So the lion ass media on the left and the lion ass media on the right have been kind of putting words in Trump's mouth that he never said. So the media on the left has been saying that he's an anti-vaxxer. And on this show, they bring up, uh, they bring up, uh, you know, I don't know, meet the press or whatever, bring up a bunch of talking heads, you know, real high important talking heads who are like, oh my God, Trump said that the vaccine is good. This is going to change everything. And then they're also like, he's never said anything like that. And that's where Matt's like bringing up examples where he said exactly those things. And then there's a clip of Candace Owens, like, after, you know, day or two after the interview or whatever. And, like, people on the right are like, what? Why did you, why did you let Trump say that the vaccines are good? You gotta, you gotta keep a handle on this. Are you, are you crazy? Doesn't he know the vaccines are terrible? And so basically, long story short, I don't know what I thought. I don't, I wish, I wish someone would have asked me before I knew the answer. Because I don't know what I would have said. But, uh, long story short, the media on the left has been lying this whole time, saying that, Trump is anti-vax when he's not anti-vax and the media on the right has been lying this whole time saying that Trump is anti-vax again when he's not anti-vax and it just it works for both of their stories I don't know why I think that's hilarious and I should mention like I, I knew better when I said this the other day but so Trump did a rally I don't know, like last week, and like right now, it's just after Christmas time, 2021. So he did a rally last week or something, and he said that he got the booster shot, and the crowd booed him. But like, basically, like I heard that's what happened. I watched the video. I didn't hear any booing at all. And I went on this podcast and told you that someone booed him. And apparently someone did boo him. But, you know, it was, but I think what really happened was like, there's a crowd of a thousand people. Like everything he said, they just clapped. They love him. They were just clapping. And someone in the crowd booed him, but it wasn't caught, you know, it wasn't in the audio. And then it, I guess the only reason you, you know that someone booed him was, uh, you know, Trump said, simmer down now or something. So, like, if he hadn't have said something, you wouldn't even know. And basically, it was not all the crowd. It was not a large portion of the crowd. It wasn't even a. You know, it wasn't even 1% of the crowd. I think it was just, like, one person. And so, like, here's the thing about Trump and Biden and the vaccines. Like, Trump created the vaccines. Like, I think, uh, I think you know, history is going to say that he did a good job. He did this thing called Operation Warp Speed. Basically gave a bunch of money to the drug companies, and they made a vaccine. But the media who hates him... You know, right? You know, even by the, you know by the time he's out of office or whatever, they're like, oh, he 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 bungled it all. You know, millions of people are dead that wouldn't have been dead or whatever. Many people in America have not died yet. We're at eight hundred thousand, but anyways, you know, hundreds of thousands of people who wouldn't have died died because Trump was so bad at it. But now that we're like a year into uh, Biden, like first off, you don't hear him saying that anymore, and basically Biden. As far as I can tell, he ain't doing no better. Basically, it's hard to get the... I mean, the FDA and the CDC are just both both pieces of crap who don't do what's right. And uh, whatever. Trump couldn't wrangle them, and Biden can't wrangle them and make them any better. So I think, you know, the idea that Trump bungled the bungled it is going to go away because we got Biden here, and he didn't do no better. Like, the only thing that anyone's getting praised for is the vaccines that Trump helped create, or his administration. 
And so I think right now in the world, 5 million people have died from COVID. And it's hard to say, you know, how many people would have died without the vaccines. Let's say, you know, was it 50 million? Was it 500 million? Like, for instance, I, mean, we don't, I don't know. But, but if, just say if the vaccines somehow saved 500 million lives, then Trump would have saved more lives than, like, every politician throughout history ever, period, put together. And if he saved 50 million lives, then he saved more lives than any politician ever has. And, you know, and maybe still all politicians ever put together. And so, like I say, I'm not a Trump supporter, but I hate Trump derangement syndrome. And so I think, I mean, long story short, whatever. Trump kind of got kicked out of office for it because the media lied and said he wasn't handling COVID right. But uh, whatever, he may be the greatest hero in the history of the planet, if you count by lives saved, which I think is a pretty, you know, it's a pretty decent way to judge people. It's like, this guy put out some mean tweets and saved more lives than anyone has ever saved. I guess the lion-ass media is like, oh, mean tweets count. And then we'll see, you know, historians, historians are like 90% vote Democrat, super left, woke pieces of crap. So we're going to have to wait for, like, every historian who's like 20 years old and older, we're going to have to wait for all of them to die. So basically, we won't get to see it. So after all of them are dead, the historians who are like 10-year-olds right now and haven't been uh, taught critical race theory in their schools, that's going to be hard to find. Whatever. 50 years from now, 100 years from now, historians are going to look back and be like, Trump was the greatest ever. And you know what? All the people that I want to slap across their fat slapped faces with this information... They'll be dead, and I'll never get to get them on it. Twitter handle, at Religion of Woke, and thanks for listening.